0: Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, what do oh, like Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. It's community and finance night. I I, and what a night we have in store. I, I, so you I want to see if you can each and everyone one locked in right now. Those on tuning radio night, locked in on the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. I, I, those healing from across the pond, one high on a radio, top of the morning to you guys over in the UK. Uh, much love to those who are locked in out of New Jersey on NIE Radio. I you know the New Jersey's finest, the motivator. Blessings, bro. When you go down and leave, not no later, where you cannot sleep. Wanna say much love to those who are locked out of New York Blessings to those on Island Worldwide exhibiting the power of music and Those out of Long Island, New York Hanging out on Reggae Pulse Radio Much love to you. I want to say big ups to those who are locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, representing South Florida, those hailing out to Texas, locked in on Aliwap Radio, those on Dusik Media Group, and those on WGLRO, the People Station home Of the Donnie Walker morning show, taking you from the sheets to the streets, touching from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. Much love to you, those on PEMGTV.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Big ups to those on Facebook Live, those on Zeno FM, those hanging out on Clubhouse. Those on YouTube live Welcome So glad to have you Couldn't do it without you And you have my word I wouldn't even try Especially to those who are locked in right here At the home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stewart here. Encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment Those on kevinstew.com I Inviting you to call a friend, tell a friend. Friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Because the information is good for everyone. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Pulse Media Group and being in the moment is priceless. Go ahead and give them a call. They'll take your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. Everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. So you have a wedding, a church service, a funeral, a party, a graduation, a seminar, you name it. You want to stream it live on a secure platform, whether yours or theirs. They got a hook up for you. Get them a call, 754-999-1140. That's 754-999-1140. Tell them Kevin Stew sent you. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North miami and South Palm Beach counties Banana. She comes to you bringing her table, her oils and over 20 years massage therapy experience Schedule your appointment today Give her a call 954-655-9000 That's
1: 954-655-9000
0: She only has one request outside of paying her that is to get off her table and go sleep somewhere else when she's done. It is known as the Kevin Stew clause. Because I'm always falling asleep on her table. I want to say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global, act as your booking agents, handle your tour management. Take care of your business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much, much more. Go ahead and give them a call. 954 804 That's 954-804-8199. Or check them out online. ReggaeGlobal.com Thank you, Reggae Global. I want to say thanks to McNeil Trucking. Oh, man, so McNeil Trucking is a veteran owned, licensed and insured mover in the state of Florida. Died, died. So, you out, so you want to move from the Keys up to Jacksonville and any point in between? Fly. Want to put some things in storage, don't have the manpower, don't have the transportation? Oh. Don't worry. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. Oh. 954-406-9740 so well, Matt Neil trucking your goods are in good hands. Tell them you heard about them on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, yeah? It's community and finance night. For those of you just joining in, welcome. The zone of Orlando, Octave kicking us off. A track called A Good Woman. And tonight we're connecting with our neighbors to the north. It really doesn't matter where you hail from, you know. We're one big family. And so, without further ado, oh, by the way those who are locked in you want to participate don't worry you have multiple ways to do it you can call you can text you can whatsapp you can telegram the phone number the line is always open 773 789 that's seven seven three 789 7839 you'll see it scrolling across the bottom of your screen right there those of you that are watching so on clubhouse and on facebook remember it's only a segment broadcast so come on over use the link in the description it's pinned in the comment section and jump into the stew pot for those of you wondering what the stew pot is it's what others call a chat room but because we're fancy on KevinStew.com, we call it the Stew Party. That's where we keep things interactive and bubbling. Come on in. Water is always fine. We only ask that you remain respectful. Now, I have a guest with me tonight. And those of you that saw the post, you would have seen that, um, where empowered tonight and so just to check to see if my 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 secret ingredient my guest for the night is is hearing me just fine jonathan you hearing me just fine okay I, I just talk for me so that i can hear you yes sir ah loud and clear i got you so ladies and gentlemen without further ado I present to you the man of the moment, Master. Yeah, I get to use that, that, that title tonight. Master Jonathan Field.
1: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me up tonight. Hey, Jonathan. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. I just got uh, done teaching seven classes today, so I'm ready to do this.
0: Okay. cool. (laughs) All right. So let's 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 take a a, a walk through and get to understand who Jonathan Field is before we even get to master Jonathan Field. Because if anybody goes looking and Googling you, checking you out, searching for your your credentials, then they, they, they need to have a little bit of time on their hands. Because I've seen your credentials, and that's a long list. So, yes, sir.
1: Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> uh, talk, talk to me. Um, who is Jonathan Field?
1: Oh, I see. From an uh, early age, it would be uh, a kid that um, grew up watching like the Ninja Turtles, uh, the Street Ninja, Chuck Norris, those type of things, and. Um, I've always had a passion for the martial arts. Mm-hmm. Probably coming from early uh, TV shows. But um, more is more of a calling, I think, more than anything. Yes. And um, I also grew up doing um, a lot of bowling as well it's here in our uh, local town. Um, you know, had lots of friends growing up. You know, I, I grew up in a small town. Like our, my town of Coburg... It's like 17,000 people. All have, kind of so everybody kind of knows everybody. And a um, great little community, a great uh, sports community that we have, actually. We have um, awesome sports here. This year. And, oh, yeah. Um, but no, I started um, martial arts mm-hmm. just uh, after my 15th birthday. So I've been doing martial arts, oh, around 25 years now. And even from an uh, early uh Starting point in the martial arts, I actually started teaching early on. So I always had this um, knack for wanting to teach or to empower people. Nice.
0: 45 years of, of the martial arts, that's, that's a long time. That's a very long time. If you could just adjust your camera just a little bit for me, please. Just, just pan it up a little bit. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. So that's 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 a long time. Um did anybody tell you that you kinda look like Chuck Norris?
1: Yeah, you know what? i to my my YouTube channel. Especially lately I'm getting a lot of people like, Oh, Chuck Norris look alike, or the next Chuck Norris or it was actually this is funny. Somebody, um <laughs> I feel I've done um, a lot of world records as well in martial arts um but I especially like martial arts to I'm more of a traditionalist, so I teach more um, old school self-defense versus what a lot of people see Taekwondo as like the Olympic sport, yeah. where it is doesn't practical, even though it's very athletic, but I teach the more self-defense thing. Within that, um, oh, yeah. early on in my martial arts career, I start specializing in competitive breaking, so breaking baseball bats, wood, concrete, marble, and whatnot. And it was funny, the the one video that I have on there is a world record where I broke thirty boards simply my fingers. I did thirty boards in 18.1 seconds at one tournament and uh wow some comments today saying that, Oh my god, the man won God mode I thought that was just funny, like really like, that's just, <laughs> that's funny comment, right? Like you know, not really
0: But you know that's 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 quite a, a feat, though. You know, thirty boards. Thirty boards in
1: seconds. Wow! Uh, Going, the two right here.
0: And that's just from striking the 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 boards with your fingertips.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. What we did was we put the board on the block. Yes, and we, uh, we had help. With the on and i was strengthening down right yeah but it, it actually what i love about martial arts competition especially like competitive ranking, and like a lot of other sports you're competing against somebody else yes and are not going to help each other but in like what we do we will help each other because we want the best person to win right so we always throw if we're holding boards for somebody or if we're going to set up for somebody we do it to the best of our ability. To make sure that the best person wins.
0: Right, 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 right. I got you. That's that's awesome. Um, having a little bit of of history in martial arts myself, dibbled and dabbled a little bit back in the day. You know, um, I, I I recognize
1: the art in
0: martial arts.
1: So, yeah, you know, yeah, martial arts exactly like the whole part art martial art means combat refining and then art means art but uh in society we don't have to use it as much and three or four hundred years ago whether it be like japan china korea mm-hmm. the philippines and so forth so in the beauty of martial art today there's so many different aspects to it so if I, I mean I remember. Everybody, join martial arts because you're going to find something that speaks to you whether you're right. a, uh, a pattern, like a form, or a kind of person, whether you're a person that likes to spar or fight, uh, myself, competitive ranking, whether it be the self defense, whether it just be the, the physical fitness aspect of it, uh, mm-hmm. weapons, grappling. There's just so many different things to the martial arts, and again, it's such a each. Part of it has its own unique art to it.
0: I can tell you, um, when I did I, I did kung fu, and okay, cool. when I did it, it was the fittest I had ever been in my life. I've never been as fit since. I can tell you that. <laughs> I I was so fit, and and then I I stopped. I never got back into it, and I've been trying to get fit again ever since.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, um, I'm going to my seventh degree black belt in Taekwondo next year, and part of what I'm doing as a personal challenge, I'm studying seven different martial arts, and I'm going to be demonstrating them. And one of the styles is Kung Fu. So one of my studies in Ireland, uh, Sifu Keith Fanning, who's uh, like ninth or tenth degree black belt in Kung Fu, and... Mm -hmm. um, We've been training together, well, we met, we met each other years ago down in Florida, in Orlando, at the mm. US Open. And, um, starting over the pandemic, him and I have been doing a lot of Facebook, uh, mm. chat, mm. emails back and forth, sending videos and stuff like that. Yeah. And we're actually working on another world record for myself. And, and so I'm training a lot of the the iron body and iron, um, iron plumb techniques that come um, through. Yes, yes. Have. Yeah, it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's at uh, my my seafood was this skinny guy. I've I've and outside of seeing Bruce Lee on TV, I have never come across this kind of strength in real life. Skinny guy, so so strong,
1: <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, it's me how like see I I called like old school masters that uh. They really understand martial art beyond, yes. you know, what their students are willing. It's one of the things where it takes that thirty, forty, fifty years, but um just working with my buddy Oh yes, just online the, the Kung Fu master Tufu, um like this to strengthen his hands and to strengthen his Because we were over in um London, England back in twenty seventeen, I think it was, and yes. he broke a three inch concrete slab with one finger like legit you know people think it's fake but legitimate a strange slab with one finger
0: yeah that's that's channeling the chi to yes. a point you know and and I would I would come across these things in martial arts movies because like you as, as a child you know I was into the kung fu you know, it, it was, you watch, well, in Jamaica, where I grew up, we used to call them kickers. So we'd watch mm-hmm. some kickers, and then we would think we could do what they did, you know, flying through mm-hmm. the air, and some of these kung fu moves, and we'd make the noises with our mouths. And, you know, as children, that's what we do. Yep. Until I, I got into it for real, and realized a whole bunch of this is, is the training. <laughs> yeah you learn the, the, the forms you learn the, the techniques but a whole bunch of it is actually it, the the conditioning of the body
1: you know, yeah, it's for, yeah it takes the discipline for um, to do that a lot of people they want to learn the technique they want to, be able to do this they want to, be able to do that yeah. they don't have that personal self-discipline like it takes right. a lot of discipline to put yourself through that kind of pain To develop that type of skill,
0: yes, yes.
1: Um, My sifu
0: is the grandson of uh, Wing Lung
1: Grandmaster, so his name is Troy. I heard. Is he now? Is he uh, a Shaolin disciple? Was he from the Shaolin? He he is a disciple. Yes.
0: Um, he's in Georgia now. His name is is Troy Gonzalez. Okay. And he, is, he was just amazing. His nephew, at the time, his nephew was uh, probably ch- turning 12. And this kid doing monkey style was amazing at that time. This, was, this had to have been, I would say, almost 20 years ago. Okay. And this kid was amazing back then. So, like, monkey
1: style, is a very difficult style of martial arts. Yes, like really, really difficult compared to like I prefer the tiger style kung fu because kind of, it um, relates a little bit more to the Korean Taekwondo. But uh, yes, monkey, you get good at monkey style, like you're good.
0: Yeah, he was amazing. This kid was amazing. And he taught by his uncle, and uh <laughs> well, but to, to to know that you're doing. Seven different styles of martial arts. With going for your seventh degree in 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 taekwondo, that's that's quite a, a task. That's quite a feat. And, and and you know, I'm rooting you on. Uh, you said something about Orlando.
1: Yeah. So, right, so what kind of made my name over the years was um. Okay, I'm going to take you back to when I was in high school. So, when I was in high school, remember the old, like, Black Belt magazine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, the you know, um, there was an ad in the, on the back of the Black Belt magazine that um, it was for the, the U.S. Open and the ISK World Championships. Okay. Very colorful ad. And I remember seeing it. I sent to my buddy in high school I said, I can do that stuff. And he's like, oh, why don't you? So, that was back in like, 2002-ish. And then in 2007... I competed at my first US Open ISKA World Championship down in Orlando, Florida. It's always held at uh, Coronado Springs Resort and Disney. Yes. And I know I, I competed down there in my first international breaking competition and met somebody like big names like Larry Field, Chip Townsend, Nick Sambry, um, somebody Drew Toronto, somebody like world famous breakers, right? And yeah. I got to hang out, start talking to them. And um, some of them kind of tucked me under their wing a little bit. So I, I, I got to learn that the art of breaking was some phenomenal breakers. And I got lucky enough in 2011 I won the ISKA World Championships among some of the inter-WBA World Championships. But um, I've been going from the, to the U.S. Open slash ISKA World from 2007 until 2019. And then COVID hit right. 2012 so I haven't been able to go the last couple of years with all the restrictions up here in Canada have been ridiculous. Right. But um, I'm actually coming down in Orlando on... I'm actually flying down on October 26th and I'll be competing at the IM... the IMF, so it's the International Martial Arts Festival yes. World Championship on October 29th in Orlando. So this will actually be my um, third-ranking organization that I'm to hopefully win a world championship in.
0: Oh, uh, I need to see if I can work my schedule to see if I can I can be there. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's brand really new to me. Um Yeah, it's like really exciting. I have I have not personally been to that uh mm-hmm. competition yet. I was invited a couple years ago. Yes, by like one of the original ISK breakers master Mike Reeves, whose uh his style is. Isru, and he's a phenomenal breaker as well. But uh, yeah, um, and we're also working with a few other organizations. We're trying to roll the sport of breaking internationally a little yes. bit more. Yes. So, that'll be fun.
0: I, I can just imagine. It should be.
1: Now, with, with
0: doing all of this, getting into martial arts, because, you know, after three decades of martial arts, it has to be a passion. And so we recognize that ever since your, your childhood, you've loved the martial arts. But this aspect of it that we're addressing tonight, which is why we titled tonight's broadcast Empowered, takes us on a different, a kind of a different path, but yet still going in the same trajectory. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with wanting to empower women and how this book that you wrote came about.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so um, again, so COVID kind of hit in, in 2020. And yes. up here in Canada, uh, pretty much all the martial arts school were shut down where we were not able to teach in person. Right. So I um, decided to write a book, but I'm not going to go a little bit for, earlier than that. So a few years before that, um, one of my black belts, um, Cheryl Sanders, and I started teaching women um, a workshop. We were, we were actually invited by um, a, local, um, a, a local parent to teach like a mother-daughter uh, a workshop for some of these daughters that were going to school and going to college and that. So I asked um, one of my really good friends and students, uh, Cheryl Sanders, if uh, she wanted to help me teach the seminar. Right. And we were really looking along really well. And uh, when we this is like the first time we ever taught together. We had such a, a really uh, cool dynamic as far as how we taught and interacted while we were teaching. And then, like literally a month later, we were asked to teach another woman's uh, self-defense workshop at the local library. and mm. During that game we had this like dynamic where we you know the everybody just loved how like how we team up and how we interact with each other and how we interact with the attendees at these workshops. And I said to her, Hey, why don't we just make, why don't we just do this together? And she goes, sure. And then then like, literally like a month later after that, we got another uh, call to go to, uh, teach um, and do some lectures and demonstrations at uh ladies uh night out at a local restaurant mm-hmm. so we like literally like august september october we were, te- we we're hitting all these seminars pop pop pop, pop. and then yeah. we started um teaching you know start holding our own workshop at my school and so we were doing that for a while you know and as we were getting more and more into it you know p- you know getting a name were contacting us were, again how uh mayor cheryl and i were teaching together and um how I think well, I think what 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 they really liked I think the woman really liked it when she just pounds on me, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> I, I just do a meeting, so I think they kinda of enjoy that. And then when COVID hit, well I kinda killed our momentum, so you know nothing's really happening. Like I, I said I said to her, you know what? I said if I were to write a book for like woman's self-defense as a mother of the, a couple of uh the, uh girls if I were to write a book, what would you want in the book that you could read and then pass on to your daughter? And then, mm-hmm. so her and I kind of discussed it a little bit, and then that kind of was kind of the genesis of writing Empowered. So for about three and a half weeks, I just sat down, and just wrote that, and in three and a half weeks, I got that sucker done, um, and I had her help me do a lot of the editing, and she wrote the foreword to the book. That yes. She, um, she's, um, she's actually the inspiration behind the whole empowerment thing that we do together, if it weren't for her actually it's funny, I was just texting her before I popped on tonight and said it's your fault then I'm on here tonight you, like, should, you should text was, her uh,
0: text her the number huh? and have her call me right now text her the number,
1: 773 773- right. yeah, give me one second yeah, go ahead uh, uh, alright, what's the number? 773 773- apartment seven seven, 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 yeah. 789 tell- yeah the number to be on podcast yeah tell her right. you- call it right it's, now it's um like she's a um, like she's a mother of Sh- uh, of three Sh- owner mm-hmm. he Super hard worker. Um, she's one of these girls that, if you you know, sweet, quiet, you know, nobody would ever respect her to be able to take your ass. And she, this girl has phenomenal power. And she's really into this whole woman empowerment thing, but yes. in a way where it's, like, it's not a, a cliche. It's not like, I don't know how hard to describe it. But um, yeah, she's what inspired me. And then when I was right, when I kind of finished writing the book, I said, why don't we kind of start? like a, a side hustle where this is actually <laughs> our business where we actually kinda get um you know, workshops going. We do some online workshops. Um we actually have a YouTube channel, yeah. uh youtubecom empowered eighty eighty three and we just put up a bunch of uh videos of self defense techniques and fitness and taekwondo related stuff. Um, just to you know what help women like, kinda ease them into martial arts and self-defense, yes. I know like, a lot of women tend to shy away because it might be violent or it might get hurt, or right, right. Um, Cheryl has a way of what she believes is the best thing for most women is to either take a, a self-defense workshop to get started or to do like a fitness kickboxing boxing program and then start martial arts that way. That's, kind of, that's how she started was she did fitness tip boxing with me and mm-hmm. then she started taekwondo and then kind of, everything kind of went from there. Yeah, but um, also for whatever reason, I have a lot of females in my uh my dojang, in yeah. my academy. Um, we don't necessarily advertise our program or like, towards women per se, but it just seems like um, I think what happens is a lot a lot of our female black belts that we have inspire other females to come in and empower themselves. Mm.
0: Now, the, the the whole idea behind empowered having gone through that book, you know, there's, the the, the theme kind of goes through the book that, you know, as a woman, you deserve to recognize that you are strong and others need to also recognize that you are strong. And so, because of, of the way society tends to be set up with, man being the protector of woman and they're also the same ones that tend to be the aggressors against or toward woman so it's it's a little bit of a interesting dynamic with men and women but the moment you start to say hey woman understand that you you have this strength within you you know you can do these things you are strong. You can defend yourself. You don't deserve to be put down or beat on or anything like that. What was it, in fact, before? I'm going to ask you, and you can think about it. Um, I, I, was there anything aside from Sandra? You said Sandra? What's her name? Cheryl. Cheryl. Right. Um, I should know that. (laughs) Uh, Apart from Cheryl, were there other women in your life that led you to want to go down this path? Or was it just by way of your interaction with her and wanting to help women? So think about it just just before you answer, though. Just before you answer, I'm going to part company with those on Clubhouse and on Facebook Live. You guys use a link in the description. Come on over to kevinstew.com for the remainder of the broadcast. Come to the home of the Night Shift to DJ, Kevin Stewart We are encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. So those on Facebook Live, see you guys. I'm gonna take care. Those on Clubhouse, Sayonara, we'll do it again tomorrow. I'll be in well. Alright, Jonathan, it's all on you. Okay, so
1: yes, i sure, okay, I have taught other electro electrocuted before I did it with Cheryl. I taught some self-defense workshops with some of the other female black belts and that, but and they're all like really good um, uh, teachers. But uh, her and I just had just have this, um, really good friendship. We just have a, it just, it's easy for us to interact and teach our style. But um, also um, I've had a few younger black belts that I've had. Like I've had a, a couple of girls, uh, Michaela, and Charlotte, who mm-hmm. I call my Taekwondo daughter, yes. who um, I knew. Well, Charlotte I knew because her, her mother was actually my teacher. So I knew Charlotte when she was at her mommy's tummy. And then mm-hmm. Michaela, uh, my other Taekwondo daughter, I knew her since she was like six or seven years old as a young child. And I watched the two young girls grow up into martial arts, go through high school, go through the whole high school thing where, you know, yes. everything that is know. Girls deal with in high school, and I kind of came a, a semi stereotypical father to them a little bit. Um, and I even like going through college and that, and like that, that was another word, that was another aspect of writing the book. Was I, even though I don't have children myself, that I know what it's like to be quote unquote a father, or at least be a father figure to young girls, and right? Um, seeing these girls, they can literally uh, kick your butt but they're also very feminine at the same time. Right, right. That, that was interesting that kind of led me down this path of wanting to do the whole woman's empowerment thing as well. And then actually, my, my master, my, uh, Grand Master Veronica DeSanto, who in uh, of DeSanto's martial arts in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, she, you know, my master, she's a female, and she's a female she, of uh, dark skin from Piana, okay. ha- so in second language. So she had all these things kind of against her, per se, right? Being a uh-huh. female and all that in martial arts. And so I I have that um, respect for high-level female martial arts. There's not really a whole lot of, like, females that get the rank of, like, 6th, 7th, degree black belt. So I have that right. as well that kind of you know, I kind of want to pass that on too, right? Or uh, you know, whenever I can, I make sure my female students get to meet my master. And it's you know, one of those rare things again being uh, you know a black woman, from country, English is your second language, and she's uh, a business owner in Toronto, which is very competitive, and she's rocking it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. You you mentioned your. Taekwondo daughters. In the Mm -hmm. book you told a story of being out at at this like a house party or something with with these girls. Yep. Are those the girls?
1: Yes. Most of the stories in that book are based on some reality. You know, I might have to tweak a couple of details here and there. Some of your but, actual uh, experiences. Yeah, like, that, that particular story that you're talking about, we all, like, a bunch of us, so it was when well, we went to a, a birthday party for one of my inner black belts, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of uh, black belts there. There was, you know, some uh, teenagers, some of those adult black belts, and the two, my Taekwondo daughter, were hanging out with the other teenagers, and I just had that really bad feeling about the one guy, you know, from my perspective, he was definitely... High and drunk, mm-hmm. and probably being a little stupid, and they were kind of hanging out with them. I just had that weird thought or feeling that you know something about right. Um, but luckily, they had the intelligence to realize that when a bunch of us left the party, they also left too, and they didn't want to be left alone with this guy. Um, well, the martial arts, you know, keep your eyes open and pay attention to the situ what we call it situational awareness, where. You're being very aware of what possibly could happen. It's better to be well, hyperactive act that way and avoid something that could or could not happen. Right.
0: So that that, that was a, a real scenario.
1: <laughs> and all, the, all the stories? Yes. Like, I would say all the stories in the book are either um, stuff that I've been directly involved in Right. or what my females has directly been involved with. So they're all like first the second um, case scenarios where, yep, like we went through all this, we learned all this stuff. Yeah, and it's this everyday stuff that females deal with, right? I know I've had an one my clients, she read the book and then she'll get mad um, some of the stuff that was in it, right, because it was, like, so close to the stuff that she deals with on a day-to-day basis, and her husband couldn't figure out why she was getting so mad, so she made him read the book, too, like, hey, like, this is the stuff that females have to deal with on a mm-hmm. day-to-day basis, Yeah, it's not right, you. Right, right.
0: You know, I, having, going through the book, you know, I, as, the more I read it, I was like, this, this, this is so needed. It is it isn't to say that it is something new, but it is definitely needed. And it's like it's like being told, "Hey, you know, you can you can do it. Whatever it is that you set your mind to, you can actually do it." And we know this, but yet still we don't put it at the forefront of our minds. And so we believe that we can't do a lot of things until we're reminded. This book is like a a, a a constant reminder, but not only a reminder, but a guideline to how to as a woman protect yourself, yes, but not only that as a reminder to constantly practice it. Because you're yes. not you're uh, not yeah. you're not telling anybody how to how to hit, really, anywhere in the... Well, there are a couple of places in the book that you would mention um, weak points and strong points, but really and truly, you're not telling anybody how to hit someone, you know, like to position your foot here, swivel your, your pivot around your waist and punch through the object, through your shoulder, follow through. You're not telling anybody any of that you're going through the how here's how you try
1: to avoid this situation <laughs> and i thought that's, that's brilliant. brilliant the whole book was like the like the physical part is like 10 percent that we want to avoid yeah under 90 percent just being like aware of your situation understanding what like different scenarios that possibly could happen in those situations how to avoid them how to use your words um you know, women are very intelligent. Like, you know, most people are incredibly intelligent they don't realize it. Right. And what kind of reminds me, hey, you are incredibly intelligent. And you use that, like what um Cheryl says a lot, is she, uh, the, our gut instinct, right? Those butterflies that we get in our stomach, mm-hmm. they're there for a reason. We need to learn to listen to that. They're like our sixth sense or our spiny sense, whatever you want to call it. Yes. And that's what she likes to, when we do workshops, that she's one to tends to talk about, listen to your intuition about uh-huh. stuff. And uh, and then also, like, sometimes um, especially women, they don't want to offend anybody sometimes, so they yes. kind of get themselves, they don't get themselves into, but they kind of, mm, what am I trying to think of the word? They don't get themselves into a situation, but they could uh, maybe get themselves out of a situation that was created earlier, if yes. they would learn also that they don't have to worry about offending somebody. It's better to slightly offend somebody than to not offend them and somehow stay in a situation that is not of the best interest of them. Right, um, right. Yeah. To to end up in a dangerous situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I know that one case that I read about a few years back where there was that, is that is, I, didn't, I can't remember if I put it in the book or not, but there was, um, there was a woman living in New York and she ended up being uh uh i think she ended up being sexually assaulted she went into her apartment building into the elevator and she and there's a guy behind her and she left the guy in there mm-hmm. she had a really bad feeling uh yes. something was really wrong but instead of like just leaving she stayed in the elevator and she like completely like didn't listen to her gut and the guy ended up hitting her over the head and um, you know, they only did to her. And, and what she told the cops, um, later on was she was the reason why she didn't leave the elevator was she didn't want to offend the guy. Mm. Like, no, you got it. like, don't, like I don't, I, I, if I was a guy, that, if I walked into an elevator with a woman and suddenly she left, I wouldn't even think of it. Uh, you no, know, me personally, I'd be like, maybe she had to go do something else. I wouldn't. If it's like, yeah. a stranger I wouldn't feel offended But we kind of have to uh, Re-educate a women On that too Like to right. Do what's best for you Don't worry about anybody else Yeah
0: Yeah Definitely Definitely When you're When you're doing Your self-defense classes Or even your Taekwondo classes Is Is this Some of the The, the things that you you, you you tell your students On a regular
1: Yeah So actually. Actually, even uh, uh, during the earlier kids' class um, today, we were talking about bullying, for example. And last week we were talking about the four types of bullying, like uh, cyberbullying, social, emotional, physical, and verbal bullying. And today we're mainly focusing on um, cyberbullying, what cyberbullying is, and how to deal with it when it does happen to to them. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we do definitely uh, talk to our students like, younger students will have, like, those bat, what we call bat chats. And then, with the adult, when I'm teaching the self defense techniques, that, like, I'm constantly bringing up situational awareness um, and, like, how to gauge someone else's energy versus, like, mm. you just you can't, you can't have the same techniques for five different scenarios, like, meaning, like, energy levels. So, if it, was, if it was, let's say you're at a Christmas party and it was somebody that was just drunk, like, stupid drunk. And they kind of grab a hold of you. You can't hold off and start beating the crap out of this guy that's slightly drugged versus somebody that in a dark alley somewhere being very aggressive. So we we teach them to also understand about what the energy is and and how to match that energy or what self-defense techniques and what limits and what um, level should you take it to based on meeting the person's. The scenario that you're actually in, like, yeah, 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 drunk could be somebody that maybe got Alzheimer's, doesn't know what they are doing, or it could be somebody who really does have bad intentions towards you and you need to finish it as quick as possible. And we're always talking about when it comes to self defense, self defense is not fighting, that's what we do with spar self or at competition. Mm-hmm. Self defense is def- using whatever means necessary to create an escape opportunity so you can leave the situation as soon as yes. possible, not yes. necessarily
0: fight. Yes. And I like how you, you come back to that point throughout the book. You know, as a reminder, what you're trying to get across is here are ways for you to get out of this situation. Run as fast as you can as soon as you get that opportunity and tell somebody, especially the authorities, as soon as possible also. And throughout the book, you emphasize these things and I I absolutely just love that. Because again, for something to become a habit, you have to be doing it repetitively. And because a lot of times these situations... Are one off. Without going through the scenarios in your head, without running simulation, for a better use, lack of a better word, let's use that. You know, without running simulations, you wouldn't know really what to do when you're in that situation because you could actually end up just freezing because of shock.
1: And that's correct. Um yeah, so that's the one thing where, like, when we teach workshops and that self-defense we tell them, like, you know what, you're going to forget most of what we just taught you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true, right? Like, even they say, even professional fighters, like, USC fighters boxers, yes, they lose, like, 95% of what they learn and what they've been training for, let's say, 12 weeks, 16 weeks for that fight. They lose 95% of what they were training. They go back to the fundamental, to the basics. And for us, for self-defense, is situational awareness. And we'll add one concept, or two concepts in the book. One of them was the five-second rule. Whenever you enter a new environment or a new situation with somebody, you're scanning the area or you're like, um, trying to read the energy of this new area for five seconds to see is there a potential threat or no and then also, you can be running through where's the, the exit, if you need to escape real quick, or if you need to use a physical barrier between you and, and the assailant, where are those things? Or if there's something in the room, could I use as a weapon if I need to defend myself? But I also mentioned in the book about how, like, uh, even though the news and newspapers are so negative nowadays, yes. from, you know, a lot of crap going on, um, how to, like, use a newspaper or the news when you hear of a situation where somebody got mugged at, uh, at a at a convenience store yes. at the uh, ATM machine, whatever. Whatever you hear about these things, taking a moment or two to think about what what would you do in that situation. So you're you're always practicing in your mind. Because in reality, the mind doesn't can't distinguish what's in your mind and what reality. is. So you're running through these scenarios all the time in your head. It's just yes. a little bit of at least a little bit of muscle memory So that. If something does happen, you are a little bit better prepared than if you hadn't done that.
0: Right, right, right. You mentioned the five second rule. How long did it take you to get a grasp of the five second rule? Do you still practice it?
1: Yeah, the concept that uh, I I not willingly or not knowing me, been practicing for a long time, kind of, I, I, sometimes I'll call myself a human predator. I don't mean mm. that in a bad way, or I'm looking to be a predator or anything, but like, when I'm out in the belt, like yes. I'll just be like, like I'm walking to the bank or something, I'll be like, scanning the area, just people watching, and I'll like, I'll literally look for like, who, who's the weak person, who's the person that's not paying attention, versus the person that, okay, that could be a potentially, uh, a potential threat. And I've been doing that for a long time. And then I heard the concept of the five second rule from different instructors over the years as well. So it's not a, you know, mm-hmm. an idea that in the martial arts itself, not definitely not my idea. It's an idea yes. that I'm sharing. Yes. Uh, but I've definitely been practicing for many years, not even knowing it was the five second rule. But just paying attention to people, like, you know, like, um, the one, one thing I always tell my students is the one time I went to the bank and there was this, um, well two stories there was an elderly man that was carrying a bag well he wasn't carrying he was dra- he was literally dragging a bag of chains he Must have had god knows how much money he had like this, this like not like a a pillowcase full of chains and he's, and he's dragging them like it would take one smart odd kid to knock him over and take that money right because right. he's not he's not thinking right like he's an old man like literally a guy probably in seventy 70s hunched over Dragon just
0: bagged
1: money. This, uh, yeah. There was this other gentleman who, um, uh, I don't know him personally, but I know him through a friend who uh, owned a little- uh, He's a very heavy set gentleman mm-hmm. and he was carrying, again, boxes of money. And at, at the banks that we have up here, they give you these boxes that literally save money on on the uh, outside. And he's carrying these boxes of money. Barely wrap his hands around a yeah. box of money because he's um, heavy. I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking, you know what? It would take one smart hour person to barely knock him over, grab that money, and he wouldn't be able to defend himself. So, right. it's like, these two people, of different backgrounds, different shapes, they're not even aware of how easy it be, could be for them to become victims under the right circumstances. Right. Like, you shouldn't be just walking around with. Say hey, here's my money, you know.
0: Literally, <laughs> that's exactly what both of them were doing. But yeah. you know, with, with, with just looking at you as as a, a taekwondo master, the the fact that you even think about it, you know, that that says something. Yes, you're taking it from the perspective of okay, who is not being aware in this situation, but. I'm pretty sure you're looking around. You mentioned it. Who in this, in in my field of vision right now, would be considered, or could be considered a threat? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that kind of awareness, to know that, hey, you are well-versed in martial arts. You can protect yourself. But yet still, you are basically practicing what you preach by being aware of what is happening in your surroundings. When you walk into a place, do you actually look for that those exits and the whatever objects nearby that you could use a, as a weapon if you need to defend yourself? Do you actually do that?
1: Uh, yeah. As far as, like, sure, I mean, sure like sure exits or doors, that, that's just, I don't even have to think about that. Not like, people are going to think, oh, you're like, paranoid. No, I'm not paranoid. Um, yeah. If this is something that you learn to become very aware of just by your sight? okay there's your there's a the door you make note of it but it's not a it's just a, it becomes a habit that's very relaxed it's like driving down the street you're mm. looking you're paying attention to the stop signs looking for entry. the same thing right right right, right. Um, but i've also had a situation oh going about back about 11 back in 2011 when i won the uh, one ISK World Championship. Somebody, I was in the papers and everybody knew I won. And we ended up going to the one pool hall one night to play some pool. Mm. And first, when we went in there, you know, we, we had to play it all to ourselves. And then a little bit later on, a bunch of guys showed up that were of questionable character. And um, the one guy kept kind of tr- semi trying to pick a fight with me. Mm. And I had a pool cue in my hand. I was like playing pool. With that and I'm thinking, this could be a very good full staff. <laughs> like <I> a <literally, laughs> like traditional bowl staff. Yeah. Um, open martial arts, right? Japanese martial art. Everybody done the bull staff, if like you've done yeah. both martial arts, and the bowl staff, right? And then, yeah. or I'm thinking, or if you break the bull staff, now you have two shorter sticks for cali sticks or Filipino martial arts, right? And right. Like, right. Those things can come up. And it was funny because this this one gentleman, I'm like, I mean, mean, you can term gentleman, he wasn't a gentleman. He kept trying to get me to sit behind the table with him. I'm like, well, if I sit behind the table, I have no exit strategy. I'm literally stuck behind the table. So I kind of made sure I was always in um, in the area where I was able to freely move. Mm. So yeah, like I definitely. Again, this is all without thinking. Like this is not like I have to think about the no, this is just stuff that you know, became habit early on and right. uh it, I've learned to avoid a lot of situations because of things like that. You, you
0: you mentioned that it's not like you're paranoid or anything like that. For those that are listening and even just becoming familiar with with self defense. If they're looking at 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 places like this, going into a place and looking at looking for exits, looking for uh, loose objects that could possibly use as weapons, don't they run kind of you? Well, no. Let me not put it that way. Let me ask you: Have you found where some of your students have thought are said to you? But that is kind of paranoid, you know, Master Jonathan. That's <laughs> that's that's being paranoid.
1: Have you I had any student they, they haven't told me that correctly. That Maybe they talk about my pack, I don't know. But uh yeah No, I don't think I think we all kinda have that same mentality that it's just you know, you gotta you gotta protect yourself. Like one of the world's getting more and more dangerous. But like I said, it's not really like I said you're not really being paralyzed. It's not like you're panicking looking around. It's just like it's very it's a very relaxed habit. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's no different than being a defensive driver driving on the highway. It's literally no different. Right. Right. Like you have to do Um It's no different than a a fitness person watching what they eat to make sure that they don't get certain diseases or become obese or whatever. Like you're watching the couch. They're not paranoid. Um, Right. It's kind of the same thing, right? It's just, you know, it's not like it's not like um, like a child going to school who's being bullied. Yes, and they're always looking for that, looking or trying to avoid that bully. Yeah, they're paranoid because they're, something's happened to them that caused them to become paranoid. But if you learn these habits before something happens to you, then you're not you're not really paranoid. You're just being cautious. you um, aware. But in a very yeah. relaxed manner, like nobody will even know that you're looking around. Like little things where, if I'm looking at the screen right now, looking at you, yes, I can see the screen. I can, I can see four different doors in the room that I'm in without having to scan them. Right, right. So, so it's it's
0: knowing your environment to the point where you can close your eyes and know where what is. Because you know, sometimes we have power cuts. What can I say? You know, you got to know, have an idea which direction you're going with the faintest of lights. You mentioned um, someone watching your diet. As a martial arts instructor, what is your routine like, your, your, your regular routine as it relates to exercise and diet? You know, what, what is that like for you?
1: For me personally, right, so first thing you know, I get up at five thirty in the morning to work out, so I have a nice little gym set up in my basement. Uh i got, you know, exercise bike, I got bow flex, I got squat racks, I can squat benches, I got kettlebells, I got, I got dumbbells, I got barbells, I got bands, I got everything. Uh I work out for probably about forty five minutes to an hour depending on that particular workout. Mm. Um my- friday and then after that you know i'll have my, my shower have a good uh healthy breakfast normally like eggs and uh a little bit of beef or something about that line oatmeal typical you know lots of protein carbs mm-hmm. and then um i'll go down to my academy with high school and i'll maybe do a little bit of office work but then by like quarter to eight in the morning i'm doing my second uh training session that might last from Quarter to eight, eight o'clock to maybe nine thirty. Doing my various conditioning, so whether I'm conditioning for breaking, um, like a lot of iron body training, um, a strength training, working my taekwondo patterns, or my Ukrainian kung or just Japanese kata. Uh, working self defense techniques, kicking techniques, um, doing a lot of the the super to the Wallace style kicking mm-hmm. and stretching. Which is where i Uh I do dynamic stretching, joint mobility, the built wall style stretching. Um, And then I typically also have a couple morning classes in the morning. I have a a fitness kickboxing class I teach in the morning as well as a Taekwondo class. And I normally go home for lunch, eat, and have a little bit of a nap. And then I go back down to the academy, do more office work, prepare um, class plans and what we're going to do for teaching. And I'll teach four to five classes a night and then I'm normally I'm normally at academy till about shortly after nine till nine thirty at night. So I'm actually pretty active from like five thirty in the morning till nine thirty at night. And I'm also yeah. eating like six, seven, eight times a day, depending on that particular day, as well. Like eat a lot of my diet is around forty percent uh, protein. Yes. About 40 percent carbs and about twenty percent fat.
0: Huh. Wow. <laughs> you know, and and you work out. This this is your routine pretty much every day. You you said you, you work out for about an oh every morning.
1: Every morning, like Monday Monday through Friday. So that's my Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, routine and then Saturday morning, um, we have an early textbook class. What we call our Black Belt uh, Sunrise class. That we start teaching at seven fifteen in the morning on Saturday, oh. and we'll spend like an hour and a half training our black belts that are getting ready for their next black belt. And, like a lot of fitness, a lot of their requirements. And I also have like three classes after that. And then right now on Saturday, um, the last class or last training session, we're also training our team for the world championships yes. down in Orlando here in a couple of weeks. Yes, yes. Um, and then Sundays, I try not to do anything. Sunday was the day where I kind of unplug I don't. I don't check my email. I don't, you know, do a whole lot of uh, online stuff. I just chill. chill I can't just it. like, imagine. You, yeah. gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have at least one day where you let the body uh, recover. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, with 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 days like yours, you you need. <laughs> boy, it's all like
1: you need two days, but yeah, <laughs> you definitely need uh, well, that one day to recover. Yeah, I can do that, like day in, day out, and kind of listen to my body. So, like, I know, like, I have workouts that are really hard, and then certain days where I'm like, you know what, I need to back off a little bit, even though I want to do this and this and this. Yes. I need to, like, take that half a day say, okay, you know what, don't do as much or don't stretch as hard or don't lift as hard or don't, you know, whatever it is that particular day. Like, it's okay to I, to, I have to teach myself it's okay to, to um, listen to your body, respect the body. When your body sore in a bad way, not yes. a good way but in the back when it back off let it heal right and that right. way if you are healed then you can actually go harder and benefit more than trying to train when you're too sore you're not really doing the workout anyway yes i have the time well like when you're younger like when you're in 20 you just go hard all day every day yeah and yeah definitely i mean you, you know mid- 30s late 30s is like yeah, I can't do that anymore. But <laughs> thing, learning to affect your body that way, I'm actually still becoming more flexible, Yeah, which is weird. You're still... But that, that, um learning to be in tune with your body. I think that the one thing about being a master in martial art mm-hmm. is becoming a master of yourself more than anything else. Right, right. I, actually, I think master is more of a title, more than a destination, per se, like, it's hard to, like, say that you truly bastard a style, which is, or even martial arts in general, there's, there's so much stuff, in mm. that, and it's funny, the, the higher degree you get, the higher up, like, I'm a six-degree blackboard, you now, and it seems like every degree, every time you learn something new, you realize, you know what, there's, even though I know this, there's way more than I don't know, there's, like, I don't know what I don't know.
0: Right, and right. not
1: the as well. Right. Right. Wow.
0: You know, I I, <laughs> I looked at myself back in the day when I started doing martial arts and I looked at everybody else around me. I looked at young younger people than me that are more advanced. I looked at older people than me that are just getting in. And I was like... This is so interesting. But I I I can say I never really saw myself going for a black belt or to become a Kung Fu master. I saw myself as one to learn and be aware and to get to a point where at least I know I can defend myself in a situation and possibly help someone else out of a situation to have that determination to get to a black belt and then to get to a black belt several times over (laughs) because you know with martial arts you you think okay black belt you're you're there you have arrived but then you have these other degrees of black belt so you keep learning and learning and learning and doing more and grading and grading and Advancing even more and training harder and harder. You see yourself stopping anytime soon?
1: No. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm like, I also had the same boat that you were. Like, I never saw myself like getting a black belt or going up all these different degrees. Just sounds like something that somehow happened. Like, it's literally just one of those things where my passion for it just kind of took me in that direction. It's like, you know, it's definitely, nothing of this was planned, per se, like definitely nothing was planned, um, as far as what's we're talking no, I have so many martial arts that, you know, like in their 50s and 60s and 70s, and even their 80s, they're still going, and like, that's the beauty of martial arts, it's like, mm. as long as you keep going, it's gonna help you keep going, and as far as like, I guess I like, go back to what I said earlier, like you, uh masters not de- necessary destinations, and like every time you get to a degree or every time you learn something I'm, I'm constantly learning the basics over and over again like i uh, I'll learn a slightly different perspective like if I'm studying one of these like different styles, like these seven different that I'm working on, even though when you know, you're really truly look at the, the core fundamental is exactly the same, it's just a slightly different there mhm. Uh, that's what's keeping me going too, is like, there's so much to learn. There's so much to learn, just the fundamentals of the basics. Yes. You'll, never, you'll, never get, you'll never truly get to the advanced, no, a uh, wise man once said, there's no such thing as an advanced technique, only an advanced way of thinking about a fundamental technique. And ah. uh, take yes. that is, uh, to heart. But also, like, me being a, a school owner for almost 20 years now, I get to see these young kids, like three, four year old start. And I get to see these adults that are starting and they're like, they're 50 for example. It's like, yes. we're all on the same journey, but then like to, to see an adult that's never done martial arts before, starting their 50. Mm-hmm. That could be hoped, okay, like 20 years from now or 10 years from now, you know, I could still be doing this at their age. Like if they can do it at their age where they've never, never done fit, it before. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and I've been fit all this time. Yes. It's like there's no excuse for me to stop. Yes. Either. Yes.
0: I I see myself getting back into martial arts but doing something like Tai Chi. <laughs> you know,
1: that's Tai Chi is not that easy on the body. I got a little bit of yeah. Tai Chi my early twenty and and do it and to learn it from a, a real Tai Chi master and like to do it properly for the martial art, not just for movement and stand for say or exercise, but really learn Tai yeah. Chi is a lot more difficult than what people think it is. And it yeah. it's hard on the body too.
0: Yeah. Um again, not not to become a a Tai Chi master or anything like that, but the the as indisciplined as I am I, I want to do it for the discipline <laughs> if that makes sense, you know um, so yeah, but i I'll, I'll, I'll work that part out at some point in time now your book uh empowered let me let me go ahead and, and put the image up here so that people can see it empowered uh essential concepts and strategies every woman should know about self defense this is your guide so to speak to self defense for women and I'll say you you did an awesome job putting this book together it's it's simple enough for anyone to to read through it, and get a grasp of the concept that you're putting out there. It's 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 not seventh degree black belt information, but at the same time it is, because again, like you said, there isn't an advanced technique, but an advanced way of doing a technique. So it's just being knowledgeable and running putting that knowledge to use constantly, keeping it at the forefront of your mind. You know, there's a section in the book where you mentioned the, you told the story of uh, Myesha and her coworker. stopped at a light and someone opening the door. Mm-hmm. Now, more often than not, I don't think about anybody trying to open my door, but I guess because I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have driven with women that their doors don't lock automatically. Mm-hmm. And I get into the car and we start moving off and I hear all the doors lock. I'm like, are we serious? You're you locking me in here or something? What's, what's going on? And But that is something that they would do habitually without thinking. Move off, foot off the brake, doors go lock (laughs) and i'm like but it makes sense and they had gotten to a point where they weren't even aware that they were doing it and this is what you're talking about in this book practicing these simple things that can actually save your life and for you and 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 cheryl to have gotten together to Put these things into practice, regular practice, because you're teaching these things in these seminars, in these workshops. And now you have this book, which I'm going to tell everybody to try to get, you know, because I have gone through this book and it is an excellent read. Not a whole lot of information, but just enough information. To, to cover all the bases
1: and... and you know that was really the main point of that like yeah. while well, talking to sheryl originally like the original concept of the book was like again you as a woman if you as a mother of three daughters you were to read this book mm. and then be able to pass it on to your daughter so that your daughter's gonna because at that time her daughters were i'm not gonna say how old they were but she'll took me then but <laughs> um, like they were like <laughs> one stuff when they're like teenager, preteen, and then a little bit younger than preteen. So, three different age. but it could be, So, literally, like you've got an adult mother, a uh, yes. teenager, preteen, and a little bit younger than preteen. That same book can speak to all of them. That was really the concept, cause Because I, over the years, I've collected a lot of martial arts books. I think you can probably get martial arts books, DVDs. Um, I'm going to date myself here with VHS cassettes as well, and like, yeah. there's a lot of good information. There's also a lot of a lot of information out there that was um, put out there for martial artists. Yes, they weren't speaking to the average person, and like right, right. you and I can like talk about certain things in a martial arts language that the ordinary person would understand, like pro wrestling and how pro wrestlers have kayfabe where they use certain languages to talk to each other and people the average person not understand what they're talking about it's the same with martial art we have to our own language and if you're trying to talk to a non-martial artist about this language you're like what it doesn't mean they're stupid they just mm-hmm. different language like you try, you try to speak french to me i'm like what but if i try to speak i'm uh, not <laughs> understand right so it's the same thing with the book it had to be the language had to be so simplistic that, mm-hmm. again, if I gave this to a mother and she were to pass it on to her daughter, they need to understand. And also with this book, we also made a part of our curriculum for our black belt testing that we do. We do a yearly uh, black belt test and all of our black belt candidates, regardless of gender, so male and female, regardless of age, have to read it and we discuss it. We mm. together we to discuss it at our black belt midterms uh, so we got like you know adult males in their 40s females in their 50s um, we have like young uh, boys and girls that are like 9, 10, 11 years old mm. and, it, and they, all these different age groups and genders can talk about it and they all have their own unique ex- uh, uh, perspectives on it based on their life experiences and that's yes. what's really cool about it too that no matter who I give this book to, mm-hmm. it's a graphic concept.
0: Where can people find the book? Well, before you go there, do you have a, a follow-up to this book in the works?
1: You know what? Uh, I kind of I have one it's um, over at, I can't remember what it's called actually. I can't remember what the, the .com is. I do kind of have one, but mm-hmm. I actually just advertise it on Amazon. And, like if you go to, like I'm in like Amazon.ca or you guys are down the state, Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. If you just type in uh, Johnson Field Empowered or uh, Empowered Self Defense or something along that line, you'll find it on Amazon. We have it in uh, paperback, we mm-hmm. have it in Kindle. Version and what you and I were discussing earlier, because uh, doesn't know, you're the one that did the audiobook for me. The audiobook just got approved this afternoon, so you should be able to get that on um, audio. Or, awesome. Uh, what's, what's that? Audible. Called? Audible. Yes. You'll get it on Audible. On Audible, and you'll get it on iTunes, I believe, as well. So that just awesome. happened this afternoon. Awesome. That it's this, kind of funny how you and I were just discussing how it was real. Right. And we didn't approve it. And then like, a half an hour later, I get the email saying they approved it. So I haven't checked it out myself. But yeah, like, the paperback version, which is. I like, I like the paperback version. I this is my favorite copy because uh, Ma'am Cheryl uh, oh, signed great. it for me. Yes. Um, okay, we got the paperback, the Kindle version, now the audio book version of it. Mm hmm. Um, that's. And then we, um, if, you, if you actually go to womanempowermenttraining.com, you should be able to find a link to that there. That's where you'll find all of, uh, Cheryl and I's um, videos and blogs and some of the stuff that we do on that channel, on that.com uh, as well. Nice. Awesome. Listen,
0: Jonathan, um, I, you, you don't even know the kind of, of pride that I'm feeling right now to have been a part of this to 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 contribute my little bit to this information coming out. Um being empowered. A woman's guide to um self defense.
1: You know? Actually, what beautiful, I'm cut you off what, uh, the beautiful part about now having it on you know, audio book version that yes. you did the voice for, is that instead of always reading the book, I think the woman should read the book, and when you read it, it uh gets your brain a little bit different than you listen to it, but yes. then they can also find the audio version, and they can listen to it while they're commuting to yes. work. Yes, Massive or when they're at work, and they're doing paperwork, and they don't have to pay attention to anybody else, yeah. they well, can literally listen to it. We all do it. We all listen yeah. to podcasts and stuff right we're working right right community so, right. you working and listening to this so repetition if they you know and even once a month they listen to it on audio just to uh, refresh that's the beauty that's the real empowerment behind what you and i just did with the yes. audio I'm, yeah. actually i'm very appreciative that you uh reached out to me to do it because i had um contacted a couple other people I'm brand new to the audio world yes. and I had a couple of rejections that were kind of rude. Like The, the one guy is like, I'm only a professional. I only work with uh, professionals and blah, blah, blah. And the other guy is like, you haven't sold enough copies of this book yet. am like, wow. oh, my God, this is, like, this is brutal. And then you come along, you're like, yeah, this is awesome. am like, you know, <laughs> I have to thank you for that, that you were willing to, you know, take a risk on me on that. And I thank you for taking a risk on me, you
0: know, having not known me from anywhere, you know. And again, here I am, you're, you're Canadian, I'm Jamaican, I, I come with a little bit of an accent, and yet still, here I am, narrating your book.
1: Awesome. Oh, I love it. Like, awesome. It's It's a nice accent, and it sounds good, and, um, it has it just has the right tonality. I think it has the right tonality that I was looking for. Yeah. Well, I actually, people say why don't you get a female to do it? I'm like, well, the 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 the, narrator, the aunt, like, and if you just rent the book yourself, you kind of a you can tell the male that the that wrote the book. Yes, Please, that's how we do it. So I'm like, it's important that it comes from a male voice. I think eventually. Um, potentially uh years down the road we'll probably write a second uh book of empowered where it's gonna be a little bit more of the a little bit of the stuff that we didn't put in this one as well as some of the physical techniques mm-hmm. and we'll, uh, and cheryl and i i think we're gonna end up writing that one eventually together so we're gonna have to find like a male and a female narrator that's gonna be kind of cool too and we'll definitely uh think of you i uh my other book that just came out as well I definitely want you to do the audio for that if you're interested. Oh, I'd,
0: I'd be honored. I'd be honored. Thank you. Thank you. Jonathan, please, once again, put out, one, your contact information, and two, where people can get your books.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, so I'm the owner of Cobra, Type here in Cobra, Ontario, Canada. So if you just wanted to check us out one why you to go, uh, go to cover tech 1.ca.com or you can also go to my personal YouTube channel at youtube.com surf field you my personal tech if you want the woman's empowerment stuff you can go to womanempowermenttraining.com and check out my channel I's stuff you can check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash it's howard8083. Or you know, if you want to go ahead and pick up your paperback copy or the Kindle version or the new audio version that uh, Kevin did the voice for, you can go to Amazon and check those out. Thank you, Jonathan. Master
0: Jonathan Field, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, live and in living color joining us here on the night shift to DJ Kevin's team and community and finance all the way from Canada. How's the weather out
1: there right now? Well, it's not cold. Everything Canada, is in Igloo. Um, <laughs> actually, right, Today was about 14 or 15 degrees Celsius, which is actually kind of warm right now for yeah. uh this time of year. Like normally it's a little bit damper right now, but um, I think with the, the global warming and all, um mm-hmm. our weather getting nicer. Like we don't really have the snow like we used to. Now well, not where I am, but most people think that Canada we're up right up the North Pole. But when you actually look where I live in Canada, in Ontario, yes. I consider like we're like the American Canadian. Like mm-hmm. if you are on where I am and you just go south of the border. So I'm like just north of Rochester. Like we got Lake Ontario. We right. got Coburn. Or Toronto. I mean most people know Toronto. Yeah. Just south of the border, you have Rochester, New York. So like there's not really much difference between a Canadian where I am versus a New, you New Yorker. Americans from like the New York. Very yeah. similar. Yes. I think I think, I think the Canadians are a little friendlier, but uh other than that. You're just biased. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um yeah, the weather's nice, so um, it's definitely not Canadian weather right now. Yeah, so
0: 15 degrees Celsius, that's around about uh, about 60 degrees Fahrenheit. 20,
1: 25, 68, 75 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when we go down to Florida here in a couple of weeks, they're going to make fun of me. I, they always make fun of me when I go down to Florida. <laughs> cause I'm just the sweat, right? They're like, uh-huh, you can't, you can't handle the heat. But I'm like, "Yeah, well, come on." Come up to Canada with minus minus thirty degrees Celsius. Damn, we'll talk. Right, right. Well, um,
0: hopefully, I I can get things worked out on my end. I could get some some time to come up to Orlando. We could meet in person. You know, uh, we don't know, but we can hope. How, how far? How far are you away from Orlando? I'm about three hours away, three hours drive. That's not that's not too bad. No, it's like, not too sorry, bad at
1: all. You must be north of. Are you north I'm of? South. Uh, I'm, I'm south. south. I'm south.
0: I'm down in Fort Lauderdale.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I was actually in Tampa Bay back in June for uh, a, a uh, Bill Wallace uh, black belt Green. That was kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. So well, they're, yeah, they're like, for you, the you, you You know, you know, to come down and watch some of the more short stuff that's going on that weekend, I think it will probably inspire you to get back into it sooner than later.
0: Yeah, that's probably what I'm kind of afraid of. (laughs) Uh,
1: I just started working out
0: again myself. So, you know, started with some home workouts, you know, getting back into the groove of things. I play soccer every week, so that kind of helps. But, hey, it's a work in progress. Always. Jonathan, thank you once again for taking the time out to share with us about your book and you, yourself, Master Jonathan Field, and getting into martial arts. And And thank Cheryl for me. She, I, I was hoping that she would have actually called in and given us a little word here or there. But I understand as a mother of three and a working mother and all. Oh,
1: yeah, actually, she was in class earlier tonight. So I worked. I worked her pretty hard so she probably wasn't uh, <laughs> early after uh getting a good work. again, being a mother of three and then just you know, rocking her work and yeah. uh, she's, a, she's a very hardworking uh Lady and uh, very dedicated to her family and Marshalls and everything like that. But thank you for uh having me on as well.
0: My pleasure. My
1: pleasure. You take care of
0: yourself. We will stay in communication.
1: Yes sir. I would definitely love to pop back on and have workshop with you in the future for sure.
0: Alright, awesome. We'll make it happen. Take care of yourself, Jonathan. Until yeah, you Alright, blessings. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jonathan Field. Master Jonathan Field. As we close out our musical therapy this is on a West Rock it's called Born as a Winner I want to thank McNeil Trucking for sponsoring this segment called the Musical Therapy segment. As we close out community and finance right here on the night with DJ Kevin Steele. Thank you to my affiliates all over the globe. Much love to you. One Harmony Radio, NIE Radio, Island Worldwide, Reggae Pulse Radio, The Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, PMG TV, WGLRO, AliWap Radio, Music Media Group, Zeno FM, much love to you all, truly appreciate love each and every one of you The sound of Karima Jack no called Don't Kill My Vibes in the background a letter, As a reminder
1: mind, a
0: Do check out, do check out the book, it's called Empowered Yeah man, you want to get your copy today, today, today <laughs> Empowered Essential Concepts and Strategies Every Woman Should Know About Self Defense. Thank you to my guest tonight, Master Jonathan Fields, mama. author of this book, oh, and, and thank him for giving me the opportunity to narrate his book. I, I, I. It's available today on Audible, take, anywhere you get your uh, your. In fact, just go to Amazon and put in "Empowered" and Jonathan Field.
1: Please don't kill
0: and you'll find this book available to you as an e- as an audio book, so you can uh, listen to your audio book narrated by yours truly. And I can make you my go ahead and tell everyone about it, yeah. Oh, we'll
1: run off your the I'm good.
0: As we part company. Uh, keep the energy positive. Good sweet share the vibe with someone, yeah? The positive vibe.
1: Positive my my
0: do remember to look out for members of your community. Remember, your community is not just development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So, those that you pass on the bus, on the plane, the boat, or the train, or that you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something good for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. Keep my name is Kevin Stewart, so I'd like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday right here KevinStew.com As we part
1: uh,
0: keep in prayers, those who were affected by Hurricane Ian As, recovery process, as the recovery process continues and still search and rescue missions going on out there On the west coast of south florida so keep them all in your prayers good morning good afternoon good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in south florida i bid you all a good night take care until we do it again be good and if you can't be good be good at it